Let's let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. All right. Shit, what's the post first? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Can people hear us? I don't know. This is a group recording right now. Hello, Lamont. How are you? This is Melissa Richardson Bates. This is Lamont French. <laughs> Hello, world. Hello, Melissa. This background music is by my friend. Um, he has this, he's called Space Yard. Space Yard, that's the name of his group. Yeah, this is Gravity Pool. He considers himself kind of jazz. Uh, it's an electric, electronic uh-huh, uh-huh. or electric violinist. Okay. This is a violin? Yeah. David Strother. Okay, so we're going to do a little test interview. This is a mini-sode, <laughs> and I have you in my, not my boudoir, this is my um, my gallery Your in gallery. Houston. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to ask you some personal questions because I, you know, we had a chance to talk the other night. Okay, uh-huh. Uh-huh. so we were like having wine and we were in this like really kind of romantic little wine bar. What was with that? Come on, <laughs> come on, Melissa. You know, that was pretty awesome. <laughs> I I didn't expect uh, it was kind of a yeah. <laughs> I didn't know what what I was getting myself into. Mm. I think you did. You think I did? I think you knew. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know for sure. I think you knew. You, okay. You had a few questions about it, and I answered them. And then after that, you know, it was um, get $200 and pass go. Whoa, did I pass go? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Right on. (laughs) This is going to be so much fun. Oh, my God. <laughs> right? Well, there's so many questions. First of all, I'm going to go personal, then I'm going to go, I'm going to talk about art, and I'm just going to kind of go random here, but I had a couple of, like, just, I wanted to get to know you a little bit better, so okay. I thought we'd test out this equipment, so I thought, cool. I'm going to use you tonight, so, oops. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean it that way. <laughs> or did you? Or did you? Maybe I did, I don't or know. did you? See, I, I, okay. 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 <laughs> okay. okay, it's hot. The wine's flowing. It's flowing. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to start with some really easy questions first because I, you know, if I make them too hard, then you're not going to answer questions, right? I'll answer anything you ask. Oh, okay, let's see. Well, let's start with a one that I think would be kind of interesting to explore. Just what are you kind of uh, obsessed with these days? Um, what am I obsessed with these days? Like that I just, I have to have. You have to have anything vintage. Ooh. So I just the crazy part. Okay, so on Saturday, I went to, um, I'm not gonna name the name, but I went to a little bar and they have a lot of vintage stuff as their aesthetic. Ooh. And um, they have like this rack and it's it has like Yahtzee and Uno and things like that. But I know the manager, so they had this small little. You remember the the arcade game Galaxin? I kind of do. It's where they have the, this <laughs> jet, and the jet shoots guns at like these these bugs, 
it's like really basic. You use the joystick and it's okay. like two, 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 two. But it, it was an arcade game. Mm-hmm. So they had a, 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 a little bitty miniature arcade game of Galaxin. And I asked oh. the general manager if I could have it. I told him I'd buy him off of him, but he's a good friend of mine. So he was like, no, you can have it. So I got that for my son. What? Yeah. yeah and, not, and so I, have, I got that. And um, in my last show, one of the installations was an old fire hydrant. I have uh, a lot of old street signs. Um, I oh, have I have something for you in my garage. Oh, yes. I have yes. a light pole cover from an L.A. Uh, street pole. I kept wondering what to do with that thing. Give it to me. <laughs> Give it to me. So in a couple years, I'm gonna do. Um, I'm gonna do a show where it's all of those different things, like the street signs and the r- construction signs and things like that. But I'm gonna take like what's on it and use that within the actual piece. So yeah, I guess. Ooh, I love that. What I'm obsessed with is anything vintage. I used to be obsessed with Ralph Lauren clothes. What? Yeah. Now those are vintage. <laughs> yeah, now they're vintage. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's funny you should say that because yeah. I, I really love vintage too. So I am, that's interesting because I, I think I was wearing something vintage the past two times I've seen you actually. You probably didn't catch that. I think it, at your, we went, to, there's a collector's dinner at Winston Contemporary where you are represented. Yes, I am represented by Winston Contemporary Art Gallery Here in Rice in Village Houston, in Texas. Houston. Mm-hmm. 2426 Bartlett. Behind Ooh. good company, seafood and barbecue. Shout out WinstonContemporary.com. <laughs> no, Kevin, I don't know. Uh, yes, WinstonContemporary.com. Kevin Watson, David Black, uh, Kim Gagne. Awesome. The whole uh, art team over there. Um, I think I was wearing some vintage. They were kind of like this wonderful mustard kind of like a vintage scarf with my mustard. That scarf was that scarf. That you scarf. You remember that? Yes, Woo. that scarf set off those camel skin colored. Boots you had on. I love those. Those boots, boots were. They were super made for walking. Those were super fly. <laughs> yeah, those boots were fly. And um, I used to wear a lot of hats, so I have like, back in my Madonna days, which kind of was a weird time. I actually used to collect a lot of vintage jewelry, and I have these really cool. I have a rhinestone cap that's like a beanie. I, I usually wear that, but I haven't a worn it. A rhinestone cap. Yeah, it's kind of awesome. I'll just show you sometime. I do. I do. Um, come over here, park behind you, unplug the light here. We're getting set up with some, uh, wonderful things here. Okay. Are you plugging in? There you go. There you go. Pl- unplug the light. Just take the black, the black light. We're actually you know, getting plugged in here with our phone. <gasps> there we go. Plug in. Okay. So we know what you're assessing. It's just really cool that the vintage, that actually is a really interesting and yeah. so um, that vintage that couch downstairs that I was telling you about that's a vintage couch. Okay. And oh. and then uh, you didn't go to my office, but I have this really great vintage metal chest. I just couldn't get rid of it. I was just like, <gasps> but it's in my office, and it's like from a military. I don't know. It's like from nineteen fifties, nineteen forties. It's in I there. I think when it's older, it's better. Yeah. Well, they're well made. They're better made. Just anything, don't you think? Oh yeah. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> We're not talking about age, right? Um, yeah. So vintage is good. <laughs> yeah, it's I'm good. Vintage. Everybody's it's vintage. Good. It's good. It's good. I have lots of gray hairs on my head <laughs> <laughs> and in my face. So here's another question, and it probably gives that. So, oh, 
This kind of the question that I think you talked to me about a little bit earlier because there's some music in the background. But as what music artist do you never get tired of? And I think I know who the what the answer to that question. What do you, okay, so give me give me your answer. Oh no, I forgot. Now you told me earlier. <laughs> who can Luke. I never get tired? Okay, I can never get tired of Miles Davis. That was that was his, that you mentioned Miles Davis earlier. Miles Davis. Um. Oh, um, this is a great question. Okay, so if I w- I tell people all the time. So if I was stranded on an island. And I could take one album with me. It would be Adele's Twenty One. Wait, what? Yes. Okay. I can listen to that album one through thirteen all day, every day. It's just, and it's so um that okay. So that album, Mary J. Blige, what's the four one one? Yes, yeah. with with a close second. To her greatest album being um, also uh, the self-titled Mary, um, but what's the four one one is like my favorite Mary J. Blige album. Um, also, to um, November Rain is one of my favorite songs. Oh. Guns and Roses, the Guns and Roses version. Yeah. What? Yes. Yes. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> For real? Yeah. For yeah. real? Yeah. I can listen to it over and over. That and Take Me to the Bridge by Red Hot Chili Peppers. Uh. Okay, I am an L.A. girl. Yeah, see? And I was in the arts district of downtown Los Angeles and Al's Bar, uh-huh. and the Red Hot Chili Peppers would play there, and so did Beck. Oh. And yeah, it was like... Beck is so classic. Yes. Yeah, it was awesome. Beck is so classic. Um, What else? Um, Californication was also very Oh, Californication awesome. was... Oh, man. Flea is like one of the and and he, he okay loves so him music he's a music s- a place in in a uh, Silver Lake him and uh, Axl Rose mm-hmm. um no not Axl Rose Slash I think they're so underrated as some of the greatest guitar players ever now of course Jimi Hendrix is the best oh, yeah. with okay pr- that's yeah. Prince uh, Prince How about and living yeah. guitarist then there you go uh, now you're okay but then you gotta go like you got you can't forget like Lenny Kravitz oh. I, I can't. You're right. I can't forget about Even Lenny Kravitz. Oh god. Oh gosh. <laughs> like who? What woman Ooh. forgets about oh, Lenny Kravitz? I have not forgetting about that guy. Um, Even her ex can't give me. Well, although she has another guy that's pretty awesome too. <laughs> 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 Aquaman. <laughs> Come on. Zoe's pretty hot too. Oh yeah, she is pretty hot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, damn. Who okay. else? Who else? Uh, John Mayer is e- is even phenomenal too. I do. Okay, I I'm surprised to hear you say this, but I actually uh, and I do like him. It's like he sings that song. That of course, you know, he's kind of a jerk in real life. He, he is. He's he's, he's he's definitely a jerk in real life. <sighs> um, but y- so is Kanye West. So oh you know, God, you have right. to separate the artist from the person. Uh, I'm still separating him actually <laughs> a little further over. <laughs> I'm just separate from him. I'm sorry, Kanye is a little. I'm <laughs> getting off track. Okay, yeah. Who Go can I to. never get tired of hearing? If it's an absolute just choice, it would be Miles Davis or John okay. Coltrane. John. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah baby. Yeah. Okay, let's see here. Oh, here. Here's a good question. Oh, gosh. What do you like but are kind of embarrassed to admit? Oh. Ooh. Is, there, is, is that something I'm scared of? I'm scared of you to say this on. <laughs> Older women. What? <laughs> well, I don't know anyone here that is. <laughs> 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 okay. But I'm not embarrassed to admit that. 
Oh. So let me. Okay, so let me think of another answer. Yeah, you better get another one quick. Um, what do I like? And I'm kind of embarrassed to admit. Hmm. Old Western movies. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Like old the John Wayne kind of stuff. Or yeah. I'll go back to Gene Autry and the no, singing like cowboy stuff like and Roy John Rogers. Like John Wayne and um, even some of the old Clint Eastwood stuff. Okay. Like Hang 'em High and Can I just tell you I met Josie Clint Wills. East- Clint Eastwood was one of the first people I met when I moved to LA. Uh, no, okay, so no, Clint Eastwood was kind of an story? asshole too. Oh yeah, but can, let me t- let me tell you my story. Okay, because okay, I went when I first moved to LA, I worked for Gene Autry. He was alive, and oh, I worked wow. for the museum. It was one of the best jobs I ever had, uh-huh. and I was very very blessed that I could take this job. Because I, uh, my ex-husband at the time had changed to from academia to investment banking, so we were getting a little flush. It was good, so I could work <laughs> for nothing, but I learned a lot. <laughs> but um, what we used to do, we were raising money for the museum, for what, what is now called the Autry Museum of the American West, and we would go out. It's almost like we needed to have stuff to wear because we would go out every night. Unlike mm-hmm. a lot of museum people at the time, we would go to all these events throughout to really promote the museum okay and i was at this um i think at the beverly hills hotel and i went out to go do something and i came back you know brushed my hair got you know a little girl room put on some lipstick whatever i come back and i accidentally went to the wrong ballroom uh-huh. and i'm standing there going hmm i wonder if i and then like ted danson's in there he's talking about oceans and i was like how is that a different event and then all of a sudden i feel this tall drink of water was kind of like next to me i felt this presence and I look up and I was like, holy crap. Like, literally inches away from me is Clint Eastwood. Oh, wow. Did and I was like, Did you speak to him? Oh, I just, he's like, he goes, Is this, he asked me something about like, the event or something. I said, Oh, I think I'm at the wrong event. I'm at the other one. And, and I said, Excuse me, can I say something to you? And he said, Yeah. And I said, Well, you know, I work for, for Gene Autry and I never asked this of a celebrity, but, you know, my dad would be really bummed if I didn't shake your hand <laughs> because. At this point, John Wayne's dead, right? Uh-huh. Clint Eastwood's only like living one that he's alive, and that's so how I got to shake his hand. I was like, <gasps> "Oh wow, he was awesome!" <laughs> and you know, it was great because a lot of the people I met in Hollywood when I first got there, the men were always shorter than they expected, mm. and the girls were always taller, uh-huh. but not Clint Eastwood. He was true. He was true, and not Jimmy Smith. Who's he was with Smith? L.A. Law. He was a tall. Oh, I used to watch L.A. Law I with my aunt. Loved it. Dun, 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 so Jimmy Smith was also the first one I met. Dun, 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 there used to be a dun, bookstore dun, called the Midnight Special Bookstore <laughs> in Santa Monica on the Promenade. And I remember going there with my ex-academic professor type. I love bookstores. So we were going there. And I turned around. I literally ran into Jimmy Smith. And I looked up. I was like, oh, hello. <laughs> wow. I was very happy. You said L.A. Law. Wow. That, takes that was a long back. time ago. That's nostalgic. I know. Yeah, I used to watch. Remember? L- I used. <laughs> <laughs> I used to watch LA Law with my aunt. I bet you did. Yeah, theme song. Yeah, it was awesome show. Okay, got more here. Hold on. Oh, that actually deals. I'm not going to ask you that. There's a. S- what TV series do you keep coming back to and rewatching? But see, is it LA Law? But what do you watch over and over again? Um. Does it have to be like current or older? It can be whatever. If 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 there is there a TV series that you've kept, it's just like you got obsessed and just kept watching it. 
and you uh, still maybe could you could easily get sucked back into it if you somebody. There's a TV series right now that's still on. Well, there's two that are like I, I can't do without, and that's Grey's Anatomy, and and Law and Order SVU. Me too. Are you joking? Yeah, okay. those those are like. I the don't current. tell people. Does anyone here know about this? I seriously, I'm kind of this weird closet addict to that. Of I'm what? Addicted to both of those shows. Yeah, yeah. Like, I Grace mean, I can tell you about the. My sister is just now. My sister was. Like oh yeah. Like now she's into Grey's Anatomy, but she's like she had to watch like it the from off to a private oh, practice. She, and no, 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 she did start watching it. Oh. For the first time last year. Yeah, Christina Yang and, go and so and I can't tell her what yeah. really is happening. Oh yeah. Oh, I like Christina. Yeah. I, I mean, just the uh, the whole storyline from the sisters coming out of the woodwork to Richard and and the old Gray having an affair, and then uh, this new uh, sister showing up, and, and <laughs> you know the the Harper Avery <laughs> Awards and I, oh all of the God. oh yeah, all of it. I mean, Gray's Anatomy. From I started watching it in my senior year in college. Dun, 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 dun. I'm yeah. sorry, I'm going to go into the yeah, SUV. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. No, that's Law and Order. Dun, dun, no, that, that, dun, dun. Dun, dun. Yeah, Whatever. yeah. It reminds me, it kind of, it, it reminds me of the old, um, you remember Hill Street Blues? The Hill Street no, Blues I did, song? But I didn't watch a lot of that, but I knew I was a song. But the opening, yeah, the over, opening, yeah. Over again. So Law and Order, SVU. Um, who is this? Chloe. Uh-oh. People are excited about Chloe right now. <laughs> um, but like an old show would probably be like um, a different world. Oh, well, the Cosby Show. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. Those. I'm are sorry, Cosby. <laughs> he's tainted. Yeah. I'm sorry. I mean, but he's still. He's tainted for me so much. So sad. But those are yeah, those are a couple shows. Oh. I mean, both of those shows are were produced by him, and he started one. But um, you know what's funny. So the Cosby show was the first introduction that I got to art. Really? Because the piece that they had hanging over the fireplace mantle was Claire's aunt's and it was at auction. And they showed um, her actually being at an auction and bidding for it. And then they kind of gave the background to it. But also, too, it introduced me to jazz music. So now a lot of the jazz music that I listen to, it's in the introduction of the song, like when it would come on and then it would show like uh, the credits leading up to the doorway and then it would go into the house. But a lot of times he would play a jazz song from either Coltrane or Miles Davis or Charlie Parker or Count Basie. Um, you know, so now when I listen to this music, I, it takes me back to that show. Wow. And then also too, being a, a art historian, I think about that was, you know, I was like six or seven years old. When I was like, man, what is what is an auction, and why is this art piece so important? But now I understand it all. So. Wow! Yeah, it's kind of kind of nostalgic, huh? Let's see here. I'm gonna go um, to something really, unless I'm really simple. Okay, um, this is a weird question, kind of. What is the most significant plot twist in your own life, like? You're heading along, boom, 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 boom. Mm -hmm. Something is like, it's like, whoa, how did that happen? Mm, explain it again. Like a plot twist. Like if you, 
you ended up being doing something that you just didn't expect to have happen. Like if you were watching the television show, you never would have expected it. Like reveal that this would have gone this way. I never would expect that I would be a professional artist or even renowned within the spaces that I am now. Okay, let's talk, let's talk about that because your background. Because so I just met you. Real well, I met you a year ago. Uh-huh. Whoops, on that. And but it was like brief. Mm-hmm. You know, like we're at a gallery mm-hmm. show, like hello, hello, mm-hmm. hello. <laughs> and then I don't know. Then you had your show, uh-huh. and you're like, oh, come over, mm-hmm. come over, look. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But where we had this conversation last week. So my you background, me, yeah, your football. Hello, I come on, <laughs> talk about how football and art. Come on, let's talk about that. Um. Just to give like a glaze over it, mm-hmm. um, you know, my foundation is is athletics. My father was a high profile athlete uh, during the eighties here in the city of Houston, and um, me being his oldest son, and you know, being at all the games, and um, and then me developing into a high profile athlete as well, that can be stressful. So to escape from it all, you know, I, I was just creative. I, you know, would be in my room and would create, you know, just little scenes with my toys or I would doodle and draw. I would draw my dad in his football uniform. So drawing became kind of your escape initially, the drawing. And Uh when did you start really tapping into the painting? Um, Honestly, I didn't really tap into the painting until I was like, as far as like understanding conception and materials and things like that until I was like maybe 30, 31. But as far as being a creative and and in writing and spoken word and journaling and being able to conceptualize and put ideas together, I wrote a screenplay when I was twenty three. Um, well, we have to talk. Yeah. I was a playwright. It's called the story. It was based upon um, my oldest brother. Uh, it's called Gypsy Dancer, and it's kind of like uh, it's about um, just the life that he lived um, to where. You know, he's been through all these. Uh, have you ever seen the movie with Ben Stiller, Walter Walter Mitty? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It was kind of like that to where he, you know, he had all these adventures and had gone all these different places and was always on the move. And, and no one knew what he, his next move was, but he always had these outlandish stories. Um, so that's what the, the, the screenplay was based upon. Um, but just being creative, you know, just to escape from the the pressures of the media and expectations and things like that. And then when that was over, um, I became a father and a husband, and I didn't create anything <laughs> besides, you know, cookies and homework. And, and human beings. And human beings, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I created two human beings. Whoa. So, um, you know, but I'm the type of person to where – you got to lock in and, and focus on what you're doing. So that's what my focus was. It was being a daddy and a husband. Um, but then when, the, you know, things didn't work out, um, I had all this free time. And then, you know, I kind of needed to give myself some some therapy. And I went back to what I knew. And that was just being a creative. And then that's when the ideas were so grand and big. But also, too, I had kind of matured in my life. So I knew how to execute these ideas. The same ideas that I had when I was like 23, 24, but I had the discipline, the mental discipline to where I was like, okay, well, I can create these works and this is all I need. 
really. It's just the work so that I can leave something to my kids. And then people started seeing my work, and my friends were like, hey, you need to do an exhibit. You need to sell some of this stuff. So I tried that, and I sold some of the stuff, and I met some people. And um, I just started being in some respected circles, and I started getting, uh, um, you know, just a different kind of respect from from those individuals. And, uh, and it's led me to where I am now at this podcast. Oh, <laughs> there you go. Wow. Well, it's interesting because, you know, for me, as a, as a photographer, I really didn't expect to become a photographer. And I, mm. that's kind of how it was my escape valve. And I think the hardest part for me was actually once it kind of started really taking off, because it became less pleasurable for me, because all of a sudden it became a job. So mm-hmm. for me, I had to kind of take a hiatus. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. my, my skill set is really connecting people. Mm-hmm. And I still take photographs and I'm giving myself a break by taking this hiatus because I taken upward of my whole life in Los Angeles, 25 years, came to Houston, three years, I'm back and forth. I'm still kind of unsettled, but I feel a lot better. And I, I never photograph people. I'm photographing people. I'm going to actually photograph you later. <laughs> yep. Yeah, watch out. <laughs> but you know, but I, but I, but I understand the idea of escape because, um, for me, it was also a long goodbye because my my work really is a, was about documenting things I knew when I was I didn't want to forget. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I and I I'd be curious to I talk about your work because I think as I say your work um, I'm curious because for mine very emotional work and and um, and I and it's funny because one of the the, the criticisms quote unquote from um, one of my friends who first looked at my work said, you know, I, I need to tell you something about your work. And I'm like, oh, I was really worried because he's someone I really respected. And he's like, it's emotional, is mm-hmm. what he told me. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, that's a criticism? Because thank you. Because uh-huh. it's, it's all, my heart's all out there, bud. So I was, like, really happy about it. So I'm curious about your work with respect to emotion. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm a big history buff, so... I try to incorporate what has happened in the the far past in history that has shaped the test of time to right now because I think they're they both correlate. They're almost parallel. And it's amazing how a lot of the things that we go through now they that it just comes full circle. So um but what I do is I try to take these simple images to draw that emotion in and then it's um, it's almost like a trap. So I, I, I pull you into this room. And then I close the door and then I tell you why you're really in this room. (laughs) So it's like, you know, to to give an anomaly, it's like, okay, hey, we're going to go in this room and eat candy. So now when you're in here, yes, we are going to eat candy, but I'm going to make you eat this candy to make you sick so that you see why you shouldn't eat so much candy. So it's like you dig deeper into what the, the content is. Um, and then <coughs> if you can figure it out on your own, I think the emotion is even stronger. Oh. Well, that's, that's pretty powerful. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, uh, you know, um, you know, you give, I give reference to the hundred dollar bill with the taxi cab instead of Benjamin Franklin, you know, and it's to represent, um, the drivers of revenue through propaganda, within society um but of course it's on a hundred dollar bill and everything is still referenced and composed and organized 
but it's almost a childlike image because that's where it all it, it all starts from the innocence of us you have to your mind has to be molded into what it is into how it thinks so um, and that's a nice piece so i mean it's like it's it's a big piece uh-huh yeah it's it's like 11 foot by four it's a big piece. Yeah. I was yeah. like, whoa. Yeah, yeah. And even, uh, you know, uh, referencing the installation with the fire hydrant with the tassel, um, you know, something so rugged and distressed, but then something so elegant and contemporary and fine, but it represents um, transition. You know, but you're in that room, in that realm, and you're like, okay, so what does this really mean? And then when you break it down, you're like, ah. But it's it's so much more powerful once you get it rather than just looking at it and what your first initial thought is. It's just like, oh, okay. And then once you get it, you're like, oh, shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, so. It's kind of like me. <laughs> so I need to figure out. So we're actually getting close to the end here. I'm going to give you one more question because we did a – we're going to stick with the 30-minute here. Okay. So. This was fun. I know, right? This was fun. You're going to be really good at this. I know. I, I, this is like my first Minnesota, but it's becoming a full episode. What am I going to do? Yeah. So I'm going to leave something. It'd be, it'd be cool if you got some. If you got someone to like record it. No, I know. And actually, a YouTube I, yeah. Channel. yeah. Well, I actually have. I didn't want to scare you when you came over to my place tonight because I actually had the iPod, not the iPad, but the um, oh wow tripod and the yeah. thing, and I thought. What you gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, listen, you're, you're taking me back to my wild. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna give you. So, what are five things that make you happy that you have to think fast? You have to think fast. Uh, the number one thing, my kids. Oh, and you have two. So that is that, that is that part of your five, or is that are they a one? Oh no, one? they're they're one. Okay. Uh, and not just them, not just my son and my daughter. Um, I have a little brother that's also 14. And a niece and a nephew. My nephew is four. He's a handful. And my niece is one. So, you know, all of them in one con content jumbled together. They, it drives me crazy because it's so much energy and, <laughs> and personalities and clashing and all of that. But um, that would be the number one thing. Um, number two would be being able to create just freely not having any restrictions and, um, you know, not having to stop or start or um, do this or that. I just, just being able to be in my studio and not think about the business aspect of art, um, selling word collectors and the minutia, because uh, people don't know there is, like, drama within the art world. But just oh, yeah, <laughs> let's talk about that. <laughs> just being able to create would be the number two thing. Um what else makes me happy? Number three would probably be a good drink. <laughs> but not the brown whiskey. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, you like yeah. that. Uh, yeah, a good drink and uh, would be number four. Um, I don't know. Those are those are like the top. Is that three? I don't know. We're at four or five. Three or four. Uh, that makes you happy. Number four, I probably can't mention on the air. Oh, <laughs> is there a fifth? You can't mention. I can't that mention one that one either. 